Hey y'all, what's up? I'm Selena. And I'm Fluke. And we love Married at First Sight. Let's get into the drama. Season 12, episode 5, Last Night Was Magic. What did who you think? Was it mag- <laughs> I just want to know who it was magic for. It was That's magic for I the like. audience, girl. The audience. That's the only person. And uh, Brianna and Vincent, they had a magical night. Chris and Paige took the air out of the room. Their mm. situation was gripping and boring to me all at the same time because it dragged on throughout the whole episode. I wish we could have got could just have a super cut of Chris and Paige scenes so that I could stop getting interstitials of other couples discussing mundane topics like laundry middle Mm -hmm. names do you pull into the right side or the left side of the driveway (laughs) they're discussing things that are so plain and rudimentary compared to chris and Paige, who are trying to figure out if Paige wants to be a stepmama on her second day of marriage Oh, God. No, I completely agree with you. Paige and Chris were exhausting. I almost feel like I'm beginning to feel like the producers were actually wrong for what they did. It's interesting that you bring up the producers. I'm not sure how much the producers knew knew or know about Chris's situation, but it is plain to me and plain to millions of folks who are watching this show at very first meeting that Chris is not prime partner material so how he got through multiple rounds of screening questionnaire psychological evaluation and to get to the final stage to legally bind himself to another human I'm not sure his timeline also that he presented in the episode didn't sit well with me seeing as we know that there is an extensive onboarding program to this reality show and it sounds like he was just coming out of a uh a serious relationship a fiance ship I don't know if that's a word with someone who he continued to have intercourse with after they severed their committed relationship and is now on the show I saw some theories that people believe that the fiance is not actually pregnant and that Chris presented this as a way out of his marriage so that he didn't have to hurt Paige any further. And he thought that she was going to say, I'm done with this, so that he didn't have to be the bad guy. I did see the same thing. I've seen a number of conspiracy theories around um, Paige and Chris, and we can get into them, but... Well, let's start at the top of the episode. Okay, so we come in and we're thrown into the drama of Chris saying... I don't want to tell you. And Paige, of course, as any woman who's ever been in an argument with a man knows, just tell me. If it's a big deal, just tell me. It cannot be as bad as you just telling me. So then we immediately jump to... Before you jump, (laughs) this man was looking like somebody shot his dog. His wife knows something is up with him. He will not tell her. Then this Negro wants to say, so you want to go to the pool later? (laughs) (laughs) Sir, first of all, do I look like I want to get my hair wet? Number two, 
does it look like I'm willing to splash around with you right now when clearly something is on your heart, on your mind, on your chest? Well, he doesn't have a chest, so just on the heart? That was rude. No, the thing about that beginning part, I didn't even hear the pool or else I would have turned the TV all the way off. (laughs) But the thing that was getting me... Every time he said it, it made my ear twitch a little bit more until Paige finally called it out near the end of the episode. But he started with this whole, I've received some disturbing news. And I don't, it's something in my heart was like, I don't like the way that you're calling a baby disturbing. Like you don't know how sex works. Like every time you said it, I wondered to myself, why do I feel unsettled until Paige finally said at the end of the episode please stop calling it disturbing news and I realized oh my god it's because this idiot keeps saying he's disturbed by a baby being made from consensual uh unprotected sex like why is what was disturbing about that one plus one equals two is that disturbing too the sun rose and then set is that disturbing like what what is disturbing about ne- something very very natural it's not disturbing it's surprising it's unexpected but disturbing nigga really um disturbing really uh he got on my nerves today he really did hello are we not saying uh the n-word on this podcast i don't know i gave you both just in case <laughs> I gave you both just in case. <laughs> to your point, I would like to say that children are not bad. Children are not negative. Children, in fact, are a blessing. They bring a lot of joy into the world, hopefully. Um, and a lot of people want to be pregnant. A lot of people struggle to get pregnant. When you think about all those thousands of swimmers, that child is the one that made it. And it really is low key an accomplishment. As Chris, as a father who said that he want, they both said they wanted a honeymoon baby. We just didn't know it was going to be a baby like this. Not their baby. Not their baby. I would be embarrassed, embarrassed to know that captured on television at at the moment I found out about my child, I behaved in this manner. I was so duplicitous with both of the women I was involved with. And I was so upset that I referred to the bundle of joy, the miracle, as disturbing. That... Mm. My child is going to see this should they choose to. YouTube will have, could be implanted into your brain by the child who's 10. Um, mm-hmm. The mother is going to see this. And he, again, we've talked about how self-centered he is. We've talked about how narcissistic. He has narcissistic tendencies. The only person he's thinking about in this moment is Chris. Now, I know that we saw at the top of the episode he didn't want to tell Paige. That wasn't about upsetting Paige. That was about him not wanting to get to to reap the consequences of telling Paige. He didn't want to be chastised. He didn't want to be reprimanded. He didn't want her to be upset with him. That has nothing to do with how he thought about her in this situation. 
if he wanted to handle it appropriately, he would have thought about how he was going to tell her. He would have been upfront about the timeline. He would have not made her look foolish in a robe, walking around in slippers in the hallway, pressing elevator buttons that never came. <laughs> he oh, just simply Lord. wouldn't have, he wouldn't grab her by her wrist, drag her into the bathroom and tell her to take her mic off, run in the shower like the feds are listening in. Oh, uh, Lord. Nothing about this situation looks good, my friend. And the fact that you're again I brought brought up integrity a lot with uh, I've brought up the word integrity a lot with Chris because even if I'm page watching this back you had it you had to have a room full of producers convince you to tell me the truth about something Mm. the first thing you did was well potentially he went to go talk to them about something else or maybe they overheard him and that's how they found out. But if the first thing he did do is say, let me talk to these producers, that says a lot about what his priorities are. He's worried about how he wants to be perceived by the world and not by the person he made his vows to. You know, you went off on him and I don't even want to give him much more like air or breathing room or space. So I'm going to leave it with you because it's just a mess. And I think I saw on Twitter a number of times as well that I'm beginning to question Paige. I'm beginning to question your your self-worth, um, you, your judgment, because the 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 chips are stacking up. Like more and more uh things are leading up against him and the um excuse of God put us together and God doesn't make mistakes is becoming flimsier and flimsier by the instance and <laughs> I, I just don't know I just can't take much more so not flimsy not flimsy like a sheet of toilet paper one it fly is it's getting real unraveled as as you continue to say it mm. as the charges stack up you know the first time the first set of issues on day two was bad enough and but here we are on day three and there's more. It, it's just too much. It, every day brings a new and unique and almost insurmountable challenge. I'm tired already. Aren't you tired, girl? <laughs> like, I'm tired. I hear what you're saying. I'm actually going to have to disagree with you. Mm. Watching Paige, I do not... Watching Paige, I'm not... Watching Paige, I am tired for her. I am not tired of her. And while many people think, oh, she has low self-esteem, she needs to leave, she needs to get out of here, I don't know why she keeps referring to God. Look, it, everybody has different beliefs. And the amount that you think God is involved in your situations, whether it's at every step or an overview of who you'll be, or even a hands-off approach, it's up to everyone to decide what they think about religion and their maker. Y'all got to give Paige a break. This is Mm. her third day of marriage. Every single day she's woken up to a man who has chosen violence. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Plus she hasn't probably hasn't gotten a lot of sleep. She's been planning a wedding for two weeks. She has cameras in her face all the time. It is a stressful situation. The amount of composure that she's able to maintain here, the 
amount of compassion that she has given to this man who has put her in an unbelievable situation. I commend her. I don't want to be her, but I think that as a woman of God, she knows that she cannot be quick to react. Sometimes you need to be still. You just need to be still and see how things unravel. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have discernment. That doesn't mean that she's not using critical thinking skills. Now, if I learn that that Paige is still throwing it back for this man without a Jimmy on, we, we, we may need to have words. But, and however, she's handling this situation well, in fact. And a little Black History Month, throw back to season one the very first black woman on the show was Monet and mm -hmm. I remember watching that season and folks felt as though Monet was very unfair to her husband her husband felt as though her reactions were very tame he didn't know if he was getting true authenticity from her he didn't feel as though he had passion with her because she didn't go deep into her emotions when they were doing well together or when they were fighting and she says later I know how reality TV likes to portray black women. I see it all the time and I see our reflections or representation and I don't want to be cast as an angry black woman. Therefore, I'm choosing to mitigate my responses as to not have some crazy editing make me look like something I'm not or mm -hmm. to represent my community poorly. I think if Paige started rolling her neck and pointing her finger and throwing glasses, that also wouldn't be productive. Now, should she have to represent a whole demographic? Absolutely not. I, no. I, I don't wish that for her. But based on where we are as a society, I don't think she transcends being a representative of Black women. No, and I completely agree with you. I feel like she is handling it as best she can, but I feel, and I know that you feel like, oh, um, you need to give her a break. It's been three days, but I feel if I were in that situation, you're absolutely right. I don't think I would be popping my neck. I don't think I would be talking crazy to him, but I think the reaction would be more severe than it is now. And perhaps that's a matter of personality and, um, how what I prefer preference because I think that as um Clara said later in the episode it would be appropriate for me to go home for me to go back to Atlanta and for me to have a few days away from you to really consider this I don't think that that would be a neck popping response to say you know what I'm not in this place to enjoy a honeymoon with you because I am so angry with you and I think that in a lot of but a lot of scenarios, not only in something as trivial as this, but even something as um, profound as like uh, deaths or when we think about like the active shooter cases that happen against Black people every day, I feel so often Black people are asked to turn the other cheek or to act above it, to act with grace. And luckily, we are a graceful people, so that is not hard, that is not beyond us. But I can't help but think, why are we not allowed to be angry and, and upset? And I'm not saying, uh, you know, like really like losing it angry, really vocally angry, but to be able to say, you know what, 
I'm disappointed in this situation. I am angered by this situation and I'm going to walk away and be angry to my girls or be angry to my mom or be angry to my dad and family. Um, but I'm going to walk away and I'm, and I am allowed to at least say, I am angry. This situation has angered me. You have disappointed me. You have upset me. And I want to separate now. I don't think that it's, I don't think that it is a fair response from my perspective for her to continue to, to turn the other cheek. It's, it upsets me. I like what you said about angered. The idea that I can be angered, but I am not angry. That is not all of who I am. That really really resonated with me. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to lose your mind. Sometimes I am so angry that I lose my mind. I say things I don't mean. I, I react in anger. But I think that it is okay for me to experience anger as an emotion without without all of the accoutrements without all of the the extra stuff that comes with it and I think that that is okay I don't think that the only alternative to loud and brash anger is being resigned or being okay with it you know I think there are there are levels and shades to it and I'm upset that we're not allowing ourselves to live in those shades because we have them or at least I know I have them and I don't know why we feel that we need to be it needs to be a black or white situation when there are clearly 50 shades of gray 50 shades of gray is probably what she thought she was going to be having on her honeymoon and not or at least we hope not anyways across town Ryan and Clara are what matching And we're supposed to take this seriously as content. Clara thinks that their marriage is a 10. Ryan thinks of himself as a grandpa. And he emphasizes how important routines and schedules are to him. Whereas Clara, is it Clara? Clara. I think it's Clara, yeah. Okay, sure. I don't call for her, so I don't know. Clara. Uh -uh. (laughs) Clara is much more variable. And uh, she brings up how, as a flight attendant, her life is much more spontaneous, varied, etc. I actually forgot that she was a flight attendant until she mentioned it again. I don't think I ever knew. I feel like I know so little about all of the other couples. Yes, you did. Remember, I was complaining about her photo in the damn baggage. Yes, yes. You know, I thought... For some reason, I thought that was Haley, you know? I don't know. Oh, now you're mixing up the... Listen, it is what it is, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't know what Haley's profession is. I don't know. Exactly. Mm -mm. Every day we learn something about Ryan and Clara about how different they are, and I think we're supposed to believe that opposites attract. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're from day one I feel like they're like a really cute couple together I know that you there's no love lost between you and Clara Fuluke but I kind of like them together I think that they're setting them up for like a really cute quirky moment you know like oh almost like what Haley and Jacob should be is what Clara and Ryan seem like they're going to be which is like oh they're so different but they work you know um I think that 
Clara has said as much that Ryan is chatty, but he's nowhere near the level of Clara. You and you'd have to be like a Kathleen Gifford to be near the <laughs> level of Clara. So I like I feel like he is expressive enough to keep up, but not so much that like they're sucking the life out of the room actively. And I think that out of all of the couples, they are the ones probably that I would like most to go to dinner with, that I would like to, you know, Hmm. hang out with or kick it with, even over Brianna and Vincent. And we can get to that later, but they're the ones that I would like actually want to have a conversation with. No, not at all. I know. No, I would not want to go to dinner with Clara and Ryan because Clara looks like she's going to smile in your face and get in the car and talk mad crap about you. you like, did you see the way that they put their dishes in the dishwasher? Did you? Oh, and then when he said that, she, she seems very judgmental. She needs the spirit of humility to wash over sometimes, to wash over her sometimes when she talks about people. Not that, not that I think she's a bad person, but I just, I don't trust her based on my observations on the show. When she said at the bachelorette party, she didn't want to drink because she doesn't want to get too drunk around people. And she doesn't want to be the drunkest one. And she's keeping an eye on this one and that one. And then when she was keeping tabs on how Paige said that she would let somebody eat her behind. And before she said she was a woman of God, and she's like, I just didn't expect that from her. She seems as though she's a person who is keeping notes and she sees herself in comparison to other people. And I don't like that. Even when she talked about her own relationship, how they had not been intimate, she goes, well, it seems like the other couples, I don't like a, it seems like the other couples type broad. I don't like, Uh, It seems like the other couples type man, run Mm -hmm. your race, focus in your lane, put your blinders on. That's the type of people I like to surround myself with. Yes, other people should motivate you, but her energy doesn't, she's not giving aspirational when she talks about folks. She's, she's giving hierarchical analysis. I understand what you're saying. You don't want somebody who is constantly uh, tabulating and calculating against you or anyone else that you're around. But I will say this is a unique scenario where I think even I, or I think that it is designed for the couples to compare themselves to each other. I think that if they did, if the show did not want to um, stoke that comparison, then they will go back to the way that they were in previous seasons and never have the couples really meet. And so I'm not sure if that is so much in her nature or if that is at someone's direction. I'll just say that it looks like it comes easy to her. Do you, do you like it better that the couples interact or did you like it better when they were in the experiment and isolation? As a viewer... I liked it better when they were in isolation um, because it just feels like a whole nother layer of drama to your point when um, one couple is wondering if they're doing well against the other couple. It feels like, uh, so like you said, a weird hierarchy comes into place. Like we're all on a totem pole. Um, I, and I don't think that it helps any of the couples. So I liked it better when they were in isolation. From a television standpoint, I preferred when they were in isolation too, because I feel with all these 
couples together, we get a lot more meetups and you get every couple together. Then you have factions of the couples have activities together. And so it's just more ways for them to give us fluff. That's a good point. But I mean, at the same time, from um, a TV perspective, it is interesting to see the couples hang out. And I think we'll talk about this a little bit later. It's interesting to see the type of relationships that come out of it, like how Brianna and Paige and Chris and Vincent have become confidants for each other, no matter how manufactured that may seem. So it is interesting to see who uh, naturally gravitates to each other or who um, becomes close that you wouldn't expect. True. Although Vincent said he didn't really like Chris that much, and now he's been That's placed next to him like, to absorb his drama. And I feel like it's manufactured a little bit, the friendships, which is sad. For sure. But who I do think about, we would have never seen the petty side of Henry if he was not in a group setting with all the other couples because he was giving commentary, comedy, and candor with the other other couples we were not seeing when he was with Christina. Absolutely. Absolutely. He said, oh, you, you see my man, Brett? Hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand his ass. Oh, gosh. I loved Henry as a character. As a husband... That was hard to watch. Anyways, back to season 12. So Ryan and Clara are having conversations about schedules and routines. Meanwhile, Virginia and Eric are having conversations about, do you like to be on time? Virginia doesn't like to be on time. Eric (laughs) likes to be on time because he's a pilot. And I thought, huh, I forgot that all of y'all like to be in the sky. Lots of aviation this season. Virginia and Eric are talking about the other couples at breakfast. And uh, yeah, no babies there. Everyone's doing fine. Everyone's doing great. Then we check in with Vincent and Brianna, who are also chatting about non-problems. They were very quick. I don't even know what they said either. And I feel like this is part of the problem because when Chris and Paige come on, we, we don't really have a lot of time to spend with the other couples. So it was, it was like almost like a quick flash type of situation. They didn't say much of anything. They were just, you know, giggling and laughing. <laughs> That's all I get from Brianna and Vincent. They're giggling, happy, glowing, shea buttered down for the gods. And then we cut back to Krusty yes. Chris and Paige, who he's finally dragging her into the bathroom. And she's like, I'm numb. I wish you could see my face right now because it's about dry as a bone. I don't, I don't even want to talk about them anymore. I wish I could say that we could not talk about them for the rest of the season, but I know that's impossible. So then we cut back to Haley and Jacob, who Haley says there are no red flags as far as she's concerned. The contrast for me was absurd. They're like, no red flags here. Then Jacob says uh, that his friends liked Haley at the wedding, that he really lucked out. And and they're so boring. You know, (laughs) we're on vacation and y'all are talking about going to the gym. There's nothing fun. You know, the first time we see Claire and Ryan, or not the first, but very close to the first time we see Claire and Ryan, they're out with the dolphins. The dolphins are doing the little stupid smile and laugh thing that it does. You know, they're having a time. They're on vacation. And us now being in a pandemic, and then as well, 
if you're going to go on a vacation, I don't want to hear about you going to the gym. You better do the damn thing if you're going to risk it like this. You know, like you need to you're already there. Yes. Go to the gym. For what? Like, why? Or why you better burn these buns? Exactly. Why don't you go out and like paddleboard as a gym activity instead or go out and swim with the dolphins? Or go out and tan like Virginia and Eric. Do something, girl. Don't talk about the gym. Virginia and Eric, you mean Haley and Jacob? No, I'm saying go out and tan like Virginia and Eric did. Um, Or go out and swim with the dolphins like Clara and Ryan did. But don't talk about the gym like you always do, like Haley and Jacob did. Because why are you on vacation? You could have gone to the gym in Georgia. I feel as though we only really got one activity. This entire episode of the honeymoon was just Ryan and Clara going to see the dolphins. Yeah, I mean, did but anyone even- else have an activity other than um, Eric and Virginia finding every loud body of water to stand in <laughs> front of? You're not right. <laughs> but I would consider the dinners, the dress up dinners were cute. Uh, the girls in their little dresses, I was like, show out, show some skin, show okay, some body. Cute, but are we going from bed to dinner every day? There was no um, ATV riding yet. I think we saw in the, the teaser, maybe it's to come, but really only one couple did anything other than flap their gums, hang out in a body of water, or eat. Brianna and Vincent said to mind your business if they stayed all day in bed and then just got up to eat dinner. (laughs) All right now. Hello. Okay. Heard you. Exactly. Thank you. The thing I find most puzzling about Ryan and Clara's relationship is that Ryan is the Gemini. Every time he talks about practicality and routine, I'm just like, are you sure? You're not a Capricorn. And then every time Clara talks from, I just think, Jim, anyways, no one cares. Just me. Uh-uh. People care. But no, maybe he's like on the cusp. Maybe he's in between like a Taurus and a Gemini. And so that Taurus energy is coming out strong with, uh, hmm. I just want to be in the house and do nothing. <laughs> and <laughs> That and is not how the same shit every day. <laughs> when Ryan laughs sometimes, I'm like, who said that? Like, why do you sound like that? And then he's like, Elton. Like, his personality <laughs> really just, I feel startled every time I experience it. Uh, but, you know, do you, Ryan? Do you? Clara wants somebody that can keep up with her. And it seems like Ryan might be up for the challenge. For sure. They really were jumping into some heavy topics this episode, too. I was like, it's your first day on the honeymoon, and y'all are like, so how do we want to raise our kids? Baby, the dolphins. I like that. Why start slow when we've gotten married? You know, like, let's accelerate. Let's accelerate through this. I like that they were talking about baby names because it feels like they're both, you know, serious and, and seriously engaged in this experiment. I like that they were talking about uh, their beliefs. I like the fact that they were immediately going deep because as we saw later in the episode, they're not going deep anywhere else. So at least they're starting somewhere, you know? So 
I like that. It, it, it would be worrisome to me if they were staying shallow in conversation because the, the intimacy is not there yet. But at least it seems like they're on the path to really knowing each other. In theory, sure. I agree with you. Yes, you should be having deep conversations. Yes, I do think these conversations are productive for their relationship. If I'm being honest, I just, I just had a wedding. I just got off a plane. I've been around a stranger all day. I have all these cameras in my face. Baby, can I just have a second? Can we talk about what we've been watching on TV during quarantine? Good night. I know probably they, they feel pressured to advance the conversation and advance their relationship. But if at every turn I had to think about life-changing decisions, like how I'm going to raise my child or how I need to fold my laundry on vacation, on honeymoon, can we be intimate by just sitting quietly and looking into each other's eyes? Because you're working my nerve. And I would try and say it really kindly. But I'm sure that doesn't do much for TV. I feel like it can't. It can't. They cannot, like just sit and talk to each other or just look at each other in the eye because one you're absolutely right this is a visual medium and we can't just look at them looking at each other but two you gotta get I feel like you have to get to that point with someone where they can you can sit and be quiet with them and it's not like this is awkward you know I feel like you have to talk for a while before you can sit quietly and it be a relaxed thing. Otherwise, it's just, we have nothing to say actively. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're so right. you got to get there. If you can't just day one, sit quietly with someone. <laughs> Unless you're Henry with Christina. <laughs> but even then, it's because I hate you. So that's all. <laughs> because I wouldn't mind seeing you trip and fall (laughs) absolutely it's because I can't stand you right um so we go from Ryan and Clara to be fair was super cute to see them out doing an activity more more activity more activity I really like their banter back and forth because it feels like a push and a pull in the most positive way and then we jump back to now Paige has found Brianna, and Vincent has found, nope, Paige has found Brianna, and Chris has gone to confide in Vincent, and they share what has been going on. What did you think about their reactions, and do you think they were helpful or hurtful to the situation? I don't think there was anything that they could say in the situation that would be either helpful or hurtful. Like, I I think that they were so far removed from the situation that it, it was almost like having, pulling you and I in as audience members to opine on it. Like, you, we're looking at it from 500,000 feet away, you know? And so I think they did the best they could, but it felt it felt bland to me because it's not as though... Brianna could say to Paige girl drop this man and it's not as though Vincent could say how he really feels which is you dog you know like they can't really give their real opinion without imposing 
And so what what really is the point? I think I would have preferred to see Paige on a on a FaceTime call with her girls, with people who actually would be able to express their opinion, you know, or with her mother. And I think it would have been nice to see Chris on the phone with his pastor or with somebody that he feels that he can be honest with and that can give him the honest, real tea instead of, well, man, I mean, I mean, like, because that's really all uh, Vincent could say. You know, I don't know you that well. Why? Obviously, he's sensitive. Because he might as well have said it like that, you know? No, he Vincent was very... Vincent was very organized in his thoughts. I was impressed. He was, okay, brother, break it down. What happened? What's the timeline? How's the, how's the other girl do? He was asking questions. He removed emotion the for the it. most part. Like he slightly reacted, but he didn't allow, their conversation was not driven by emotion no, from what we saw. The, end of the, the questioning what was the result? There was no result. It's not as though, okay, I need this piece of information, that piece of information, and that piece of information, and then I'll be able to give a deliberation. At the end of it, after all of that fact-finding, I mean, I mean, like, there, there's nothing else. There's nothing else you can say. That's it. I can't well, tell you Vince, how I really feel. Vincent is not trying to build a relationship with this man. No, exactly. For, op- for optics? They probably paired them together because they felt as though Brianna and Paige would have a good conversation. And these are two black men, men of color coming together to confide in each other. Sure. It wasn't like Chris was going to go tell Ryan about this and he was going to give that laugh. Like, what? So I understand why why they were set up to be the Imani Woody of of this situation to to ask the questions, whatever. But Vincent is not trying to be associated with this man. He wants no mistake mm-hmm. for the audience or his woman that I, he didn't give a hug. He didn't give a brother, bring it in. Nothing. Uh-uh, I don't He's, condone this behavior. I'm here so I don't get fined. That's the attitude Vincent was giving. Yeah. Brianna, on the other hand, was giving shock in the eyes, in the mouth, in the, she was giving full engagement in the body when she was saying well what are you gonna do you know giving she said well think about you first that's what I appreciated she said don't worry about how he's feeling or how he's going to feel what is it that you want what is it that you desire how what outcome is going to optimize joy in your life and I appreciated that energy from Brianna also, her like hair it. looked beautiful. Even when she was shocked, I said, wow, glowing. She looked beautiful for sure. And, but like I said, it would have been, in both these situations, you're absolutely right, Faluke. Neither of these people have a vested interest in a relationship. Even Brianna, I would say, it's not as though she was unfeeling towards Paige, but this is not her girl. This is not her curly haired friend that was her bestie you know like I don't really have a dog in this fight just like Vincent with Chris like I'm just I'm really just here so that I can get my coins get my bag and then get back to my girl you know and I wish that I could have seen a conversation between Chris and somebody who really cares about him 
or who is mm. really engaged in his life and knows him outside of this. And I wish the same for Paige. I wish that we would have seen that type of authenticity. And I think that's the reason why I'm going hard on both Vincent and Brianna because rightfully so, but they don't, they don't, not that they don't care, but they're, they don't have skin in the game. You know, at the end of this, they could walk away or they could be friends. It doesn't really matter. I wish that I would have seen Paige be held at least virtually by somebody who really care, who has an established relationship with her. And I wish that I would have seen Chris talk through this and go through that same fact finding with somebody who actually has an established relationship with him or if for nothing else to see some vulnerability mm. i'm ready for pastor cal to show up i'm ready for pastor somebody because somebody <laughs> needs to do something about this somebody of god ready please for jesus christ himself to walk through the door like come on please daddy said get your things we out pastor um, somebody I'm glad though, and I know we're going to get to this, but at the end with Virginia and Eric, the way that they responded, I'm so glad that Chris and Paige did not tell the full group first or did not go to them first because look, everybody handles the news in different ways. I think there was some validity to the way that Virginia responded, but I felt a slight error of superiority from her in the way that she's like, well, you know, if, if you, know, you get a paternity test, well, then she goes, well, I wouldn't do that. She dissociated from these people all of a sudden because of d- decisions they've made or situations that they were in. Girl, you've been drunk for the last four days straight. I'm willing to give her a little bit of grace and a little bit of uh, room because they have been drinking all day. So she might have been running her mouth a little bit more than she would have if she'd only look, had one drink. Look, I'm starting to think that Virginia might be on something stronger than alcohol. Because the way oh, they were girl. late to dinner and giggling and <laughs> all this stuff, I'm like, is this just alcohol? Because alcohol makes me sleepy. I'm not going to say she was on something other than alcohol yet. But she is late. It is a little odd that she was that late. They both were. But I also find it, it is, you've known these people for most of them, you've only known them for a handful of days. And already they know your personality trait is being late and drunk. (laughs) We need to be better. Late and drunk. We need, not them all, not them all cocking their head back to laugh that, of course, she's late. Yo. Uh-uh. I, I, how how many activities have y'all all been to together where you've decisively <laughs> accepted her tardiness i wonder and, that too because it feels like they seem to know each other but we've only seen them together like once in a blue moon like why why do y'all know each other no i don't know anyways let's rewind it back a little bit so eric and virginia are hanging out by the pool Virginia obviously says, we need drinks. Uh Eric continues the conversation. Virginia says, you know what we're missing? Drinks. (laughs) They proceed into the pool. Are you going to read her all night? (laughs) How many more times? 
I'm simply recapping the episode. Lord, go on. So they get into the pool and they start talking again about how Virginia hasn't really lived with someone she's been romantically involved with. But she says she has great relationships, a lot of which are with men. Mm-hmm. She's also lived with a guy before, just mm-hmm. not one that she was attracted to, yada, yada, yada. Eric has some feelings about that. So the first set of feelings he had was that, you know, guys and girls can't really be friends without that sticky subject of attraction coming up. Ew, sticky? I mean, your mind is... Gotta Luke's get out. Like, can you bring back Pastor Luke in, please? I sticky it didn't have to mean what you mean. Oh, but anyways, um, you know, they're in this kind of awkward space. And of course, Virginia is vehemently opposed to that because most of her friends are guys. And so Faluke, how do you feel about the points that Eric was bringing to light about girl guy friendships? I think this debate is as old as time. I I get where Eric is coming from. And yes, he has traditional values. So it doesn't shock me that he goes, men and women cannot be friends. I find this to be very heteronormative. So my tendency Mm -hmm. is to roll my eyes. Mm -hmm. If you have to make all these asterisks to your statement, it's probably not that good of a statement. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of, uh, I, over the course of my life, have had a lot of guy friends of a wide spectrum of sexual orientations and a wide range of experiences with them. Some whom, yes, I was in a friendship with them, but I feel as though if they caught me on a weekday or they needed somebody to lie next to, maybe would try it. There's, there's always sometimes those people guys girls they's them where you're like hmm is there like low-key sexual attention here mm-hmm. and then you move past it or maybe you're not single at the same time there are other guys whom I would never in my life mm-hmm. ever under no substances or circumstances allow to penetrate me or to mm. to yeah, Golly. no, no penetration. Not unless they're coming at me with a cotton swab uh-uh. trying to see if I have COVID, but no body right. part of yours needs to come so into me. Not even like some heavy petting going on, some for uh, what? ulterior touching, nothing. Because that's not I, penetration. I, I barely like when my friends touch me. <laughs> like my friends who are not even attracted to me, strictly platonic, doesn't matter the gender. I don't like to be touched. Even when you said that, my hands started sweating. Oh, God. (laughs) There's no need anyone really needs to pet me like that. There's nothing. I hate when people, when I lie down, they start petting my head, too. Yeah. I don't like the crunchy sound I hear in my ears when people (laughs) pet my hair. I got 4C hair. There's nothing to pet there. What are Uh -uh. you running your fingers through? You're going to get stuck. Anyways, now I've tangented. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I've blacked out a little bit. Anyways. So what I think about what Eric said is there's some truth and there's some fallacy. That's, that's how I feel. What you need to do is focus on building trust with your partner. Okay. I've been in this situation so many times because I do, I have a lot of men friends. Um, 
man friends? I always get these questions and sometimes I find them so annoying. I don't even respond, which actually just makes it worse because I think you're hiding something from them and I just don't want to dignify it with a response. Anyways. No, I feel differently, but I think that uh, the caveat is I do not have many male friends. I'm a girl's girl through and through. I don't understand boys, never have, never will. And so, well, luckily enough, I've always been with guys that don't have many girlfriends, have a lot of guy friends. I think it's a red flag when guys don't have friends in general, but I like the fact that my guys usually have a lot of guy friends, not a lot of girlfriends, because there is, to your point, Faluke, a need for trust, but you just never know somebody's heart and You never know who that person is who, oh, well, maybe one day, maybe it just never, it just so happened to never work out. But one day you're going to slip up, trip up. And next thing you know, my man is going to be your man. And I would, I would hate, I would hate for myself to look back and know that someone was pulling the wool over my eyes for a long period of time. I think that would really grind my gears. So you, I don't think that I've been as vocal and forthright as um, Eric to say, I really don't think it works and I really don't think you should do it and I'm gonna have to put a rule down or whatever. I haven't had to do that because a lot of the people that I dealt with, if they have girlfriends, they're, they're not talking on the phone every day girlfriends they're more like oh yeah I see her and say hi friends which is something that I can deal with because nine times out of ten I'm gonna be with you so we're both going to say hi well that Um, was a distinction that Eric made as well he said you can have guy friends but they need to be my friend as well you only need to be doing certain activities with them or they need to be gay he was very clear and I I low-key agree with him because I don't agree with him on some of the boundaries that he set, but I do believe in setting boundaries. And that goes with your friends of any gender identity. I agree. Completely. I don't want you discussing with your man, woman, non-binary friend, any certain details about our relationship. I don't want to be around people and know that they know I have a mole on my behind oh god but no I can appreciate the fact that he did come out and was expressed himself and the passion behind it very clearly like I don't like that I don't believe in it we can try to make it work but I don't I'm your friend basically the other thing that came up that kind of spawned from this conversation was a topic of jealousy. I think Virginia accused Eric um, of his views being rooted in jealousy and rooted in um, not wanting her to have her fun or whatever. And I think that this is going to be a theme that rears its ugly head in their relationship more often than not. I feel like very often Eric was saying, I'm older and you're younger and you want to have your fun. And I wish that they would just get past this already. We know, we know that you're older and she's younger. We don't need to keep talking about it. But anyways, the topic of jealousy came up and I don't know, I kind of, I hate to say it, but the more I see of Eric, 
the more I like of him. I like, I like my man medium jealous. He said, I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but exactly. I like that man. I like, I, the more you talk, for some reason, the more I like you. I like a, a mildly a nice jealous. smile. Yeah. He has a nice smile and his eyes have a nice light to them when he's enthused. Yes. And he, and he allows himself to be enthused. I feel like so many men nowadays want to be nonchalant want to be relaxed want to be chill and I really can appreciate the fact that he is excited genuinely excited about something and shows it in his actions in his face and his countenance I feel the excitement from you it makes me excited yes well they may have had a a slightly tense moment in the pool by the time they showed up for drinks with the gang they were jamming I mean walking in unison hands holding they they were finishing each other's sentences at one point when they were sitting together they have a really good energy and I was so shocked again I'm fast forwarding a little and I promise I'll go back uh-huh. but they were a little I was a little shocked to find out they hadn't been intimate yet I don't believe that shit for a moment I really Ooh. don't like Dang. I, not to say that they're liars but I if you remember in uh the math season in Miami where the people did have sex, but they said that they didn't. And then they came back later and said, I don't kiss and tell. I fully believe that this is going to be the situation with Virginia and Eric. Eric is conservative. Virginia is not conservative, but she respects probably the fact that Eric's mama is watching. And I feel certain that they were knocking boots and said, keep it between us. Ugh, I just got imagery in my mind when you say, ugh, they probably have such clumsy, like, gig, ugh, nope, I'm done. The way that they were making out, even in the, in the wedding night, I was like, ugh, I'm certain, I'm certain that you all have done the deed. I don't know about done the deed, but when the deed is done, I probably, it's not gonna have rhythm. That's what I know is not present. (laughs) Uh, don't go on the. You never know. They could knock it down. They could okay. get right. Okay. You said they were in lockstep, right? Country five then hip hop it. That's what you <laughs> said. Okay. That's so rude, Fluke. Please. Oh, so, so a, rude. <laughs> a couple that has quote unquote done the deed is Brianna and Vincent, and we meet uh-huh. them out on some sand in mm-hmm. Vegas, and they're having dinner. They let us know they consummated their marriage and it happened they look organically. So good. They look so good together. Ooh. And Vincent is saying all the right things. Yeah. So he's talking about some, I just thought the connection after, you know, how well you handled the grandmother situation. And thankfully the grandmother, Vincent's grandmother is doing well. It was just a scare, but I, he was talking about the connection that I really love to hear. Um, but I'm not, I'm still not sure about Vincent. Every time he does, every time he does something right. And this is something that I've seen a lot on Twitter too. There's just like an undercurrent of, "Mm, I'm not sure. From the bachelor party night with the stripper. um, Let it go. No, okay. So I was willing to let it go, but then, um, one of our um, watchers, our co-watchers, our Mass Mafia, our reminded, 
Yeah, our math fam told me that when Brianna went in um, episode two or three to put her phone number in his phone, he snatched that shit right back. He's real protective with his phone and we can say that that's a natural reaction, but I don't know. When you pair those two things together, I'm not sure. And another thing that people are citing might be an issue. I don't know if I quite see it as an issue yet, but the people are talking about Vincent's job. People are saying that Brianna was maybe, you know, accepting of it in theory, but in practice, it might not be what she's looking for. So all that to say, I like Vincent. I'm excited for Brianna. I'm excited for Vincent. But I'm keeping a special eye on this entire situation. I'm not going to... A private eye. Yes. I'm not going to fall into the romance of it all quite yet. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm falling. I've tripped. Help me. I can't get up. I'm pushing the button. Send the police. Because I'm falling for Brianna and Vincent. I think you're making mountains out of molehills, as they say. Look, if I was single less than a week ago... I still have my single tendencies. And yes, I do be snatching my phone back from people. It's just a natural reaction. I don't know. Can we, I just want to have one man that I don't despise on this show. It's too early not to despise them all. You have to look at them all with questioning eyes right now. One thing I do know is that Brianna is smitten because they even at the dinner were trying to come up with something contentious. Talk about, well, you know, they did say that I was bossy and then Vincent said, but you treat me right. So it's okay. I was like, y'all better get it out. They said hot girl Brie. I'm really hopeful that they're able to like be as cute as I hope that they are. But I do have a strong sinking suspicion that um, once the honeymoon is over, Brianna is going to whip the whip. And um, I don't know if Vincent is going to feel that bossy energy as much as he has on the honeymoon. You think he's going to feel it more? I don't think he's going to like it. That's what I mean Mm -hmm. by Yeah. I think when Brianna is being treated right, she... It's not that bossy. Sometimes you think you want things and then that man puts his hand on the lower of your back and you're like, you're right. Nothing matters. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, no. That's what we call digmatized. But no, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's definitely been times like where Vincent was talking and then Brianna like subtly overrided him. And I could see how that over the course of a long period of time would get annoying for anyone. Vincent not having as much assertive energy for me is not what I look for in a partner. I think Brianna enjoys being the dominant person in her relationship. I do not, but I can see that it works for them. Mm -hmm. Vincent is cool. You know, his family characterized him as a person who just handles things. He doesn't say a lot about it. He doesn't need to tell Brianna he's doing it. He doesn't need to ask for permission. I think that will come in handy with a woman like Brianna. I completely agree. And I'm just hopeful that 
the way that they are working now is the way that they continue to work and nobody tries to switch it up or change things up. And then the last thing I want to say about Brown and Vincent before we move on is when Vincent came back from talking to Chris and he slid that daddy's home, I felt myself get moist. I was was like, yes, <laughs> so I'm very happy for Brianna because I it feels like they have that energy on luck. So they're enjoying themselves immensely. Immensely. A couple that has a little less chemistry is Haley and Jacob. They had us go back to to this couple who's having dinner. They start the dinner with these oversized glasses on. Not sure what that was about. Didn't get the context there. I feel bad because just like you said, we didn't get why they were wearing the glasses. It feels like every single joke, every single reference, they missed. Like it went right over their heads every time. For instance, Jacob or Haley asked Jacob what's her fav- his favorite car. And he says a DeLorean. And I'm looking at Haley funny because she says, what's a DeLorean? I wasn't born in the 80s, but I feel like it's a part of your cultural well-being to like know about movies that are like in the zeitgeist, you know, like back to the we're going, there are no roads. Yeah, like I feel like Back to the Future is not one of those obscure 80s, 80s movies. Like, I feel like we should be able to get this, you know? And there were so many times where the conversation would just screech to a halt because someone didn't get the joke or someone didn't get the reference. And it's just like, Haley, what have you been doing all this time? You only watch college football? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> Did she say she watches college football or you just said that? No, (laughs) Faluke. No, her family said that she she's from Alabama and she likes um, Alabama, that team. So, oh, I thought you just looked at her and said, yep, she Hmm. looked like one of them tailgate groupies. This bitch right here likes college (laughs) football. No. (laughs) I was like, is that a thing? Yeah, there she go with that gel in her hair, like one of them college football watchers. One of them college football girls. No, she said she liked it or her family said she liked it. And so I'm thinking to myself, baby girl, as much as you like to travel, I would think that you would get references. I would think maybe before you were able to travel when you were a a girl, maybe you like to watch movies or read books. But I personally hate a person that doesn't is not does not have a good handle on pop culture because it feels lazy to me like <laughs> why 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 do i have to explain to you some of these things that like you should know that just by reading just by um watching the news just by talking to your mother or father you should be able to pick up on these things it's not it's not obscure it's not weird science this is back to the future there were like five of them come on it it just gets on my nerves let me just say this y'all 
caring about you don't have to care about pop culture you don't have to be tuned in to the latest on kim kardashian and kanye west you don't have to know every scene from bridgerton but when i say some of these things it should ring a bell in your head it should not go completely flat you know i just feel like keep up like be interesting don't you want to be interesting don't you want to have something to say in conversations it's kind of like when people ask me if I know sports I'm like I know sports and I know sports that penetrates pop culture I don't know sports so like I know Sierra is married to Russell Westbrook and he plays Wilson Wilson Russell shoot did I know it there's a Russell Westbrook, but he pay, plays basketball, so. Okay, well, I know that the man with the face who created a baby who has that face mm-hmm. is with Sierra. And I know that that man, uh, Brady, yeah. the one with the MAGA hat in his locker, Tom Brady, he has been doing this a long time and he was at the Super Bowl again and it was in Florida. Can't tell you Here who won again. Sure, allegedly, whatever. Not allegedly. <laughs> it's the end. It's over. Um, yeah, so I know enough. Like, I can't tell you what's going on with Kim and Kanye, but I know that Kim and Kanye are together and are now getting a divorce. Exactly. I'm not asking you to be an aficionado. I'm not asking you to be a sports analyst. I'm not asking you to be um, some type of like, scholar but a glue expert exactly I'm not asking you to be a doctor of chemistry I just want keep keep at the surface level and have like a wide surface to talk about you know be interesting that's it that's all I'm gonna say be interesting y'all please or at least know what you don't know I think that's a bare minimum if I say love and basketball I'll be like I've never seen it as opposed to who? Exactly. Like, I don't even know love and basketball as a concept. Love, love basketball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Like, <laughs> I use these words to you. You know, you should know something. <laughs> even if you've never seen the movie, like you said, I know that's a movie that I haven't seen, you know? You said as a concept. <laughs> Yeah, like what what are you talking about or the DeLorean it would be okay if you didn't know what the name of the car in Back to the Future but once he says Back to the Future I'm gonna need bells to start ringing like come on you don't know what Back to the Future is girl how you you're not a Gen Z girl come on you weren't born after 2000 you should know a little bit of this we see your laugh lines no <laughs> Let's be honest. You ain't that young. You're a girl. Okay, who would do a basketball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of daddy's home. <laughs> now that would be a pop culture scholar level of discourse. <laughs> but I'm not asking Haley to do that. So. Oh, gosh. Please tweet us if you picked it up. <laughs> All right. So some other folks who went to dinner and have daddy vibes are Eric and Virginia, who mostly see their relationship to be 50-50, or at least the way that Virginia tells it. Eric says he's willing to be super supportive of her, and no matter what she wants to do, he's willing to step up. He's not afraid 
to be there for her in more ways than one. To me, it sounded like Eric said, I am going to, down the line, expect you to be a stay-at-home mom, and I'm priming you by making it sound like I support your dreams. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. But also, I would love to ask if Eric's own mother is a stay-at-home mom, because I did hear him saying a lot, my dad did this, and my mom did this, so you should be good with it. And I do wonder if she scratches the surface on that just a little bit, if we find out that, you know, Eric is trying to make Virginia into the mold of his own mother. That I don't know. But I just on the surface, I did not get the sense that he wanted Virginia to slow down to being a stay-at-home mom. It sounded like he was supportive of her active lifestyle. It sounded like he was going to need her to be supportive of his lifestyle, being away 15 days out of a month. I don't know how one can support that. That's not a relationship. That's like a a fly-by-night situation, literally. I didn't get that he wanted her to be a stay-at-home mom yet, perhaps. Potentially, again, like I said, Chris and Paige are taking so much oxygen out of the room. So... There's no room for any couples to really have squabbles or squibbles or for us to see it. We can't comprehend that much. The whole bridge can't fall down on the third day. So I assume once things level out with our other couples, we'll see other interesting parts of these relationships. No, absolutely. And I think that it started to come to light when we saw all of the couples come together at the end of the episode and have that little champagne wind down situation. And we started to see the dynamics come into play, like in a really real way, where like you said, maybe Clara was being a little bit more judgmental of the Paige and Chris situation, where Brianna and Vincent were very actively trying to stay out of the fray, where uh, Vincent, or not Vincent, Eric and Virginia were blissfully unaware and completely not thinking about anyone else's feelings and where Chris and Paige were or Chris rather was ultra sensitive about uh something that happened because of him so one of my favorite moments of the episode was when Haley quite literally pointed to Paige and was like you're one of the nicest people I know Kristen was like, I don't know you though. She was like, and you, I don't know. You know, if anybody could handle this, it would be you, girl. That was translation. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, girl. Couldn't be me. Uh-uh. I mean, they were throwing out everything in the book, Stockholm Syndrome, like they were dunking on these people. And honestly, I probably would be too in my little confessional, you know, like, cause this is just some, some mess, some like trash. So I get it. But as you said, Chris walked away from the group because he felt unsupported and he felt like nobody really cared or really knew him. And he went by himself in the corner and he started crying. And the reason that it struck me was because I am someone who enjoys a crying man. 
I date a lot of cancer men. So I must love crying men. But when I saw Chris crying, it just felt so, it just felt like you were, it felt like I was looking at a five-year-old, like a person having a temper tantrum. And I just wanted to be like, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Another thing I wanted to touch on, while watching Chris, I didn't feel very bad for him, but I did understand where he was coming from. He had a very overwhelming day and now he has to sit with strangers and now tell them things about his personal business for the relevance of a television show. Then when you are in a bad mood, you can always tell the mother effers who are too chipper and it might not be too, too purposely to be to your detriment. But when you are really going through it and people want to be hee-heeing and ha-ha and all of that stuff just makes everything worse. Absolutely. So he said, I could either sit here and know I'm going to say something out of turn or I'm going to look miserable the whole time and bring people down. So he excused himself. He could have done it in a better way, I believe. He mm-hmm. could have done it in a way that had a level of class, maturity. I think everybody would have understood. Mm -hmm. But if I was hit, I know when I'm upset and someone is this close to me, intoxicated, asking me about if the child is mine, which for Chris, who doesn't seem to be over his ex, might've been a painful question for him to start thinking about who else she's been with. A lot of, a lot of, compounding factors that made him say this situation is overwhelming for me it's not what I need let me go you say that and it makes sense but the reason that it seemed childish and attention seeking to me is because one he did not go back to his room he went to some corner of whatever lobby they were in and where he was still visible to the rest of the group. So still, and, and started crying onto himself. And I just thought to myself, you know, this would probably be to your point, a lot better if, uh, Hey guys, you know, I'm just a little bit tired. I'm a little bit uh, overwhelmed. And I, and I wanted to come down to show face to see you guys and see how you were doing, but I, but I really want to head back upstairs and, and turn in a little early. I think that would have been appropriate if he would have gone back upstairs and cried. I think it would have been a completely different reaction from me. But to the reason that it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth is because of the spectacle of it all. You went over by yourself. Uh, Paige had to come and drag you back into the group. You came back to the group. You still didn't excuse yourself. Um, Uh, no reason as to why you left, no reason as to why you came back. You know, you just drug this entire thing out and made it uncomfortable for everybody when you had the opportunity to just leave. I thought it was hilarious when Eric and Virginia came in and Eric said in just the most white guy voice, so what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say when he said, you need to think about her and only her. I was like, Eric, 
don't no one want to hear your lecture. Nobody wants to hear your drunk lecture as though you're somebody's daddy. Even I, in those situations, when it's so, um, when it's so charged, and especially when I know I've been drinking, I like to take the route of silence. Let others talk. <laughs> I, but you know, like I don't. I'm not even going to say nothing because I nothing good is coming out. So let me just be quiet and and you know put on a pensive face like really think about it to myself and I not say anything until I get back into my hotel room with my wife or my husband and then I can sound off the way that I want to I know when those couples get back into the hotel room and they lock that door some of them are gonna turn to their husband and say girl (laughs) once if it were me and I was with my man and his friend or my friend was talking to me about this, that I would be running to get back to my room, <laughs> talk to my man about it. Like this is, this is what, not necessarily what you live for, but when you have couple friends and there's drama, it's the perfect opportunity to, to test your couple, your man's knowledge on it. Like, what do you think would happen if you did some bullshit like this? How do you think that would play out for you? and for me, and for him, and for her. Like, this is the perfect opportunity to test the waters. If I was in that situation, I'd say, you see Chris right there? Don't get involved. Don't get deeper. Don't Mm -hmm. spend no extracurricular time with him. (laughs) So I know every every couple went home, and maybe as they were cuddling in bed, just lightly broached that subject, or every smart couple did. So then the episode ended, but then we got like like a juicy trailer. Um, we hear Chris say, don't know to who, but something to the effect of, I've been thinking about the baby mother and, and getting back with her. And after he has said to Paige, oh, I'm starting to get attracted to you and I'm starting to like you. And that little speech that he gave at the dinner. Now, number one, I have to honor our first lady page she looked great at that dinner the black dress was working for her she said i came to remind you what you could lose chris gave this speech about i put you before my child i put you before my baby mama i'm growing an attraction to you and as soon as he finished he said and see because that was clearly rehearsed Clearly, he strung together several tweets he saw from men who don't really mean it and then performed it here on this national stage just so he could possibly not be painted as a bad guy. And it almost worked on me. I'm not going to lie. It almost worked on me until I saw him look straight to camera. He completely comes off as not genuine to me. Um, Even when he was saying all of that stuff shortly after he said something to it, the effect of, and maybe we can start talking about a baby too. And I'm like, have you lost your damn mind? Like you have one girl pregnant and you are still talking to me about getting me pregnant. Like I would enjoy having Irish twins with you and the girl you broke up with two weeks ago. And now turns out, no. Then he said, you know, it's up to you and what you're going to do. And if you 
you know, if you choose to leave this relationship, I'll chase after you for sure, but it's up to you. I said, don't chase. Who said that? Who said that? I said that? Who asked for you to chase? About gracefully. And then he had the nerve to ask if today was decision day, what would your decision be? Well, what would your decision be? That is such a good question. What would your decision be? If Paige put you through all this stuff, if the shoe was on the other foot, Paige told you that you weren't attractive to her from day one, Paige slept with you twice, Paige told you she's pregnant with some other man's baby, what would your reaction be? I hate the fact that Chris even subconsciously is expecting that Paige will maintain this, knowing that if the shoe was on the other foot, he would be gone in 60 seconds. As you said, there are a number of conspiracy theories flowing around. Just awful. I mean, unfortunately, I believe the worst in him. So all of these completely off the wall conspiracy theories, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying uh, turning a deaf ear to because he is the worst. Every, every day you wake up and you decide I am going to sow a seed of malice, bitterness, and resentment in this woman towards me. I'm going to single-handedly do it. And I'm so impressed by how Paige is handling herself because, and I'm, I'm a little pissed with the producers because they chose a woman who wanted marriage more than nothing else in this world. She said, marriage is my purpose. She believes in God so much. She has faith. She has faith. She walks by faith and not by sight. What she sees is terrible, but she was prepared for all the possibilities and they paired her with truly someone who, who, who is testing her every day every day at every turn and I feel like especially when she said that she has dealt with this from another man dealt with having to be um, a quasi stepmother to another child my my faith in Paige is waning um the more that I hear that that she's she's accepting of this type of behavior because she is you're absolutely right she's so far above this I, I did not like her at first, but I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. As a friend, as a woman, I would expect for you at this age to, to protect yourself, to protect your own peace. And I don't see you doing that. I need you to be a more active guardian of your mental health. Mm. You can't always think about everyone else. You can't always think about how everyone else is doing. You need to think about yourself first. And I think Brianna and Vincent and everybody tried to imbue that in her. And I don't know if it registered. No, I really feel bad for her. I feel for her too. And that's why as every episode goes on and every day goes on, I'm just like, you need to leave. You need to, I'm not saying you need to leave this marriage, but you need to get space and get clarity away from him. You guys have been up under each other since it began. And I'm not saying that it began a hundred years ago, but every day that we have been together, there has been 
another immense hurdle. Girl, you need you need space. You need downtime. I think that Paige and Chris will get a divorce. I still think Clara and Ryan are getting a divorce. Haley, Eric, Jacob, Virginia, Brianna, and Vincent, I believe they're going to stay together. I completely agree. Um, I think that everything that I've said up until this point, I still stand by. I don't think that Brianna and, um, I'm sorry, I don't think that Paige and Chris are going to make it. I feel rested in the fact Brianna and Vincent will, Virginia and Eric will, Jacob and Haley will, and unlike Faluke, also Clara and Ryan will. Hmm. Well, I, I, I know I said Haley and Jacob would stay together, but I actually think it could go either way. Only because we got the super tease of the season and I saw her crying heavily Mm. um, and Jacob accusing her of seeing other men. And that is not really like a, we had a disagreement and we get over it. It's more like a, I can't do this every day with you. Yeah, that's a defining issue. Time will tell. I do have, I don't know if it's a prediction, but it is a hope is that they do not stretch out this honeymoon for three, four, five episodes. Come on, do a little shopping and get home. I want to be back in Atlanta by episode seven. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for leaving all of those super kind reviews on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else. We really appreciate you guys sounding off and you can definitely let us know what you think about the episode by following us on Twitter at Mamas or following our individual pages. I'm at Selena Mbalin. And I'm at Faluke Fiasco. All that good stuff. We love to hear from you. And that is, that's the end. That's all we got. So it's all or nothing.